and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. This week we catch up on all the latest news around the Mariners and around the league. Mariners midfielder Cy Goddard joins us for a chat and we answer your questions. I'm Pete and I'm joined by Luke, Josh and Morrow. How are we doing lads? Boys. Evening. Hello, hello, hello. Is this our last, last, last remote like, show? Yeah. Forced lockdown pod. How yeah. <laughs> I cannot wait to give everyone big kisses next Tuesday. Yeah, oh, I can't wait to see your beautiful, beautiful faces. It's probably a good thing that we organised this one to be remote because I did get a, uh, a message um, or an alert that popped up on my phone this morning saying you may have been in contact with someone with a case of coronavirus at Erin Affair uh, like a week ago. Um, nice. So- <laughs> nice and timely. Yeah. Nice and efficient. Yeah. It's exactly. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so just, you know, if you, if you develop symptoms and go and get tested, but um, I'm feeling fresh, I'm feeling fine. I'm feeling good. You were just That's coughing. Good. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that intro clear- took three attempts. Just clear the throat. <laughs> <laughs> Clearing the COVID from your throat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. No, uh, all good. All it'll good. be the last forced one anyway. There might be a couple of opportunities during the season when uh, we're forced uh, back into the um, you know remote studio by midweek games and stuff. But what a pleasure it'll be to have some regular football and and um, yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about what a great sort of start we've got coming up to the season. But- oh, yes. Can't wait. And that ties very nicely into Fred's question. Fred this week asks, which of the first five games are you most excited for? I'm excited for all of them. I'm just keen for football. <laughs> yeah, I, just give me anything. Give me anything. I will take Mariner's wooden spoon version <laughs> at, at their worst right now. Um Give me, you Don't know what? <laughs> give me the eight-two against Wellington right now, just to see some live football, please. Wow. That's um, toxically desperate. I know it is. <laughs> very, very. Um, no, I, I will. I will say, even though I hate first-round derbies, I can't go past the Jets. Mm. Um, yeah, set a set a good precedent for the season. Big win against them. That's the one I'm always looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And uh, so I'm always looking forward to the oldest, the original and the only derby that's got any genuine history, unlike those plastic derbies. But um, (laughs) so I'm looking forward to that. But uh, imagine three road trips in a row and uh, they're good road trips at that, because after the derby, of course, we're straight off to um, what is it? Wellingong for the um, fire chooks. The fire chickens. Yeah, and uh, we know that's a good road trip because we've, you know, trod the path a bit. So brilliant. And then uh, we'll be down to Campbelltown, hopefully with no traffic jams um, for the sledge fest that is always on down there. Get nice and close to the pitch and um, and say, G'day, Danny, how you going, buddy? It's, it's, yeah. it's the new yelling at Danny to Silver Derby. <laughs> <laughs> Exchanging pleasantries is all we'll be doing. Yes, um, exactly right. Just, you know, checking in, seeing how he's doing. Yeah, I hope he's good yeah. as well. I mean, it's, a, it's actually a good probably a pretty good talking point. The first five rounds are not exactly easy. I mean, you've got a new look, Newcastle, who I still don't think they'll be that great for the season, but it's a derby and we know they only like to turn up uh, for three games in a season and they all seem <laughs> to be against us. Um, you know, new coach, new players. Knicks, never an easy win, um, which is going to be in the gong. Uh, so, you know, slightly different sort of conditions and then MacArthur away again, which again, we had good performances against them last season during the season, but obviously didn't go away in the final. So they got 
that one over us when it mattered. And then Sydney FC and the Wanderers the next two weeks. So it's not it's not a you know I don't think there's I don't think there's any easy games in this competition. But um, yeah, it's a pretty tough first sort of five rounds. I think an immediate test for the squad for sure. It'll tell us where yeah. we're at first five it, games. Easy fifteen points for us, Monty and. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually really looking forward. I think personally, probably looking more forward to the trip down to Wollongong than I am for uh, for the for the derby. Um, love derbies, love beating Jets, especially up there. But um, that that stadium at Wollongong is is hard to top, and uh, it's, just, it's a little bit nicer to yeah. sit in than McDonald Jones, I think. <laughs> we should it's, be it's, it's got Central Coast Stadium vibes, doesn't it? A bit. Wollongong yeah, it's yeah, got some Coast, yeah, yeah. 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 We should genuinely be able to stand without, you know, having to chant. You can't catch, you can't catch COVID when you're sitting down. <laughs> should be good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that that is the science behind it, though. You actually can't catch COVID sitting down. So, yeah, it's been it's studies, peer, peer-reviewed studies have proven it. Yeah. Luckily, Sean has also explained that to the security guards as <laughs> as uh, evidence. We saw him explaining it to them there post game uh, at the last uh, visit down there. So um, they'll know, you know, they'll know what they're up against. So that's good. Uh, Oh, very good, very good. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. So taking a look at all things Central Coast Mariners, of course, uh, the signing of Brazilian forward Matias Moresh on a two-year deal, finally announced after a uh, long and drawn-out visa saga there, but uh, we finally got him. It's not Dabney de Santos. Um, not sure what happened there. I think we heard last week that he may have failed his medical, um, but Moresh, I think, is uh, going to be a pretty uh, is a pretty exciting acquisition for me, lads. Can you please uh, use his whole name? <laughs> I was going to say, I, I'm, I'm happy with the signing, but I'm disappointed that you didn't announce his whole name. Because... Mateus Celestino Moresh Rodriguez. Oh, that guy. Now I know yes. who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Dabney, was his problem that uh, they were unable to, lo- to locate a heart? or? <laughs> I think, um, well, the other rumour is that New South Wales Health uh, left him in quarantine and forgot about him. He's still in a hotel somewhere. That's fair. That's fair. It's a luxury hotel. In the same hotel as the Russians? (laughs) (laughs) That's good from you. That is is very very good. I think think it's fair to say this is a bit of like, it's a little bit left field, really, Mm. isn't it? Um, has, Has not really played that many games in his career. He's only 23, but... When you know, when you look at footballers, they generally, if you know, if they're any decent chop, they're going to be playing a fair few games sort of early on in their career. Hasn't played that many. Um, has come from the Singapore League, which, with all due respect, and I don't watch it every week, so take this for a grain of salt. But it's probably not the highest standard. Um, did bang in a few goals last season, so he knows. Some nice ones too. Yeah, so he knows where the back of the net is, but. You would you would have to make the assumption that this is a decent step up into the A League compared to Singapore and compared to what he's had mm. in the past. So had you know some decent youth clubs, but I think this is very much very much an unknown. I think quite but like the happy sort of, happy to be proven wrong as usual. Quite like the sort of pattern though that's uh, emerged there with the type of signings that uh, Monty has chased. Uh, they're younger. They're um, you know, at the start of a, hopefully an upward trajectory career, um, they are creative players largely. And so I think there's a lot of scope for them to be improved in the time that they're here. Uh, is this the third two-year deal among those young imports that we've signed? I think it might be. So 
we're prepared to have some faith in these guys. So, you know, Monty, I said it before on here, but Monty is backing himself to have made some good selections and to see a good future for these guys. So it'll certainly be intriguing to see how that plays out. I think that's a good point, though, you make about looking at these sort of younger guys that maybe, um, you know, whether it comes down to opportunity, whether it comes down to skill, like I don't know, but players like him, guys like Sy Goddard, who are, who are still young, you know, relatively unproven, they you would you would have to think they want to use this as a stepping stone to go onto the next level. Um, and they're hopefully going to come here with plenty of hunger and they're, they're not just here for a holiday like we've seen with a lot of, you know, those maybe sort of middle-aged um, signings in the past. Um, so, yeah, so it's an unknown, but, you know, there's been plenty of unknown guys that have rocked up to the A-League that have gone on to do very good things, so... Yeah, I'm keen. Just having a look at um, at his style of play, I did catch a couple. Or his, his last two games are um, over there when the rumours sort of started swirling about him signing over here. Um, turns out the Singapore Premier League is uh, streamed free on YouTube. So how good's that? Um, but he he looks good. He's super direct, super quick. Loves a couple of step overs, um, and he's going to bring that sort of Brazilian samba sort of flair that um, that we haven't really seen at the Mariners for geez, a long time. Um, which I think um, get the get the punters pretty excited. Absolutely, and we've we've sort of you know pushed towards more creative players and more exciting players. Where um, uh, sorry, Paolo, bringing up your name again, but. Um, <laughs> Paolo liked to sign a defensive midfielder. Did anyone notice that? And uh, so, you know, it's nice to see that we've chosen a different sort of a route there and we've got uh, local boys in the defensive midfield, um, you know, holding the, the midfield for us. So, so these guys, um, yeah, offer excitement. And as you were getting at there, Boise, the, their next deal depends on how well they go in this deal. So um, that really is a different sort of a dynamic than what we've had with some of the past attempts one announcement that we did see earlier this afternoon one that i'm pretty uh again pretty excited for i'm always excited when we're uh, when we're signing or re-signing players jacob farrell who's spent six years coming through the academy here uh, has just been announced on a two-year deal as well um lads i know that we've all seen a fair bit of him coming through the academy especially in the last uh, season two seasons sort of things um keen yeah very keen the worst kept secret uh, <laughs> one in off. Central Coast football, hey, yeah, one off. There's many. Um, yeah, pretty quick rise to uh, sort of from you know playing in the twenties to then all of a sudden making the step up into first grade, more than holding his own to signing a professional contract. I did not see it coming, but clearly Monty and Ken and um, those in charge at the club have seen something like we did. But he's obviously made that step up into training with with the first team and has clearly held his own. So I think, you know, someone said to me earlier, oh, do you think he'll be back up to Noah Smith? Well, I, I think he'll be very good competition to Noah Smith. So um, I think we've, we've got some good depth in that left back spot now. And I said it this afternoon on social media, is there anything better than seeing a local kid get an opportunity in our um, local professional team in our club? It's fantastic. That, that progression there, that, that um, uh, way of um, showing that other players can do the same um, uh, has, uh, if the Mariners have got it right with their announcement, then it has taken a while for him to get to the top of the pile because he's been, he's started with us for, and been with us a long time to get to this point. So, so fantastic 
always fantastic to see a local person getting an opportunity to play at the top level in our local club. Fantastic. Love it. Yeah. Just another one on the, uh, on the list of Academy graduates there. And um, as you alluded to there, Boise, um, I think it's not, it's not just a depth signing this. I think he's going to be pushing really hard to stake his claim as, as first choice left back there. He's played a lot of minutes in preseason so far. So um, obviously Monty and Ken like what they see. Of course, we did just touch very briefly on the preseason matches that we have taken place so far. Three of them uh, to date, with another one to come against Sydney FC. Uh, results so far: the first preseason game uh, we did take on Western Sydney Wanderers down at Wanderers Football Park. That one was a two 0 loss, unfortunately. Um, preseason, who cares? Um, we did uh, play host to Macarthur the other week and absolutely trounced him three one. Could have been seven. Uh, getting the <laughs> Macarthur wooden spoon for sure this year. Uh, <laughs> was uh, was Arte there? Oh wait, <laughs> have they got players or? A coach or <laughs> allegedly that I think yeah, yeah yeah allegedly allegedly um and then of course uh, a very youthful Mariners lineup um going down narrowly uh to the Knicks one nil during the week there it's preseason though so it doesn't matter um but uh, <laughs> it only matters when we win. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. As we yeah. said, we've got Sydney FC to come a bit later next week uh, in the lead up to the game in Mudgee. That'll be a stern test, and I think it's a good time and a good test, uh, especially, yeah, alluding to the Mudgy thing that's about to come up uh, to prepare us for that. So um, we didn't touch on that in Fred's, you know, um, most excited for the first five games either because pretty excited about the um, trip out to Mudgy. Actually, everyone in this room looking forward to being there. Oh, I, won't yeah. be, I won't be sitting on picnic blankets. I'll be um, standing as we do and um, hoping to see the likes of Cy Goddard or Benny Ancalolo racing over to the fence and um, celebrating with us there. So. Oh, yeah. Moz, Moz is going to be on the can, so it's going to be a good time. Yes, good, good. <laughs> good thing, no. good thing you're not coming with me now. Yeah, no, actually, I've got to drive myself, Josh. So the cans are off. Oh. There's no way. There's no way I'm driving Moz back four hours drunk from bloody Mudgy. No way. I've seen up. Moz after three beers at you know bloody Sydney away. It's not good. Is any boys? You're you're one to talk. Mate. I was going to say shots fired there. <laughs> that's Melbourne away. It's that's my specialty. Oh, Melbs, Melbs, Melbs. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, the preseason games are coming pretty thick and fast right now, and I think in. In that Wanderers game too, we after the ninety minutes when we were down to nil, I think we played another half an hour. So there's, there's plenty of minutes being put in the legs, plenty of um, plenty of other players getting minutes, which is good. Um, and yeah, I mean the results, the results aren't that bad. They're they're about sort of even, sort of about what I would expect. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it's all about minutes in the legs and um, fighting for those spots. Which yeah, it's looking good now one piece of news that we have just had come through from the club just now and uh, hopefully the club announce it before we release this pod tomorrow um otherwise soz um the reciprocal <laughs> membership this year uh, is going to be happening um with the uh with the jets so tickets will be on sale for um that round one clash up in newcastle tomorrow or friday um so today i guess um, members will be able to redeem tickets using a code that will be emailed to them one code will get you up to four tickets there um club of course will send out an email as i mentioned there with more information and of course the party bus returns leaving from gosford and tigra as is standard stopping at hotel jasmine for drinks and food on the way up there oh that's just got me keen for round one again now i'm on the cans <laughs> now he's on the cans now he's on the cans party so bus. How, 
how come how come we have to redeem the tickets though? Is this a COVID thing to make sure that everybody instead of just scanning our membership like we did the first couple of seasons? Remember how we just used to do that? Um, there? Did they do something similar last season from memory though? With the maybe maybe I can't quite remember, but yeah, I mean we're not going to get four thousand up there. It'd be great if we did, but we won't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's the best. I think the best agreement between two clubs in the league and I think more should be done to encourage away trips and I think I think we should get free we should get free entry into every New South Wales um, you know away day same should be done for here Melbourne should get free entry into Western United yeah. and does it like it encourage it more I don't understand why this isn't a league-wide thing and if mm. clubs need help then find the money do it mm. get it get it done like it's such a good initiative that needs to be implemented more, I think. I mean, I don't know about the financials, but the way we always feel about, we all know how much excitement there is that is generated amongst us for wanting to get to away days. And that's because they're so much fun. Mm. It's, it's, it's the being there. It's the atmosphere. It's the fact that, um, you know, we've got to do a bit of work to get there and we experience traffic jams and uh, bad drivers, me on the cans, various other, you know, things that get in the road. So it always makes for a fantastic time. So the more people we can get exposed to that and interested in that, you know, the better. So yeah, don't know about the financials, but come on, Western Sydney, come on, Sydney, um, get on it. Wouldn't be holding your breath about Western Sydney or MacArthur ever doing anything like that. I remember pay, <laughs> paying fifty bucks for a, for an away ticket to Western Sydney um, a number of years ago, but then MacArthur were charging absolute extortionate fees last year. Mm. Probably will be again this year because they've got no fans. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> And they don't have to pay for their ground either, do they? And they're still trying to bloody charge people. Oh no! Th- yeah, they're paying. Uh, they're paying a grand total of a dollar, I think. Yeah. Oh. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Jesus. So joining us this afternoon on the Coast Football Ramble podcast, we have uh, one of the new faces in the Mariners squad for the upcoming season. It is, of course, Cy Goddard. Cy, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing? Yeah, all good, thanks. How are you? Very, very well, of course, indeed. Um, we'll kick things off, as we always do, with a couple of really quick-fire questions. Firstly, who is the better player? Is it Lionel Messi or Matt Simon? Well, it's a difficult one. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to go just scraping it, Messi. Oh, oh, controversial. Well, there's, there's no right or wrong answers, but there is correct and incorrect. And unfortunately, that one, uh, yeah, it's yeah. A bit, uh, yeah, a bit of a cross against that one. But let's he hasn't see. been indoctrinated enough yet. <laughs> Not clearly. Yeah, he's, uh, is that I mean, you, Simo? I'm just Simo. Simo, <laughs> you'll never guess what I just said. Sorry. Might need to just be a bit careful at training over the next couple of weeks, but we'll see if you can redeem yourself here. Um, your your sauce, your tomato and barbecue sauce, does that, uh, do you keep that in the fridge or in the cupboard? Uh, in the fridge. Yes. All right, that's me done. I'm out. See you guys. <laughs> no, no good. I'm not happy. Have, <laughs> have you made the move to Master Foods for sauce? Uh, Master oh, Foods, uh, not yet. No. That's a no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in for an Aussie adventure then and a coasty yeah. adventure. Master Foods sauce, baby. Keep it Definitely. in the fridge. Don't worry about them, Pear. Keep it in the fridge. No, okay. you, you, have to, you have to go in the cupboard. Um, so... You've signed for the Mariners uh, for two years. How did you find out about the club and how did the move uh, all come about? 
Well, um, first of all, last year I was in India and I was living with um, Lafondra. He was in the room next to me and we were in a bubble and we'd watch a lot of the A-League games and I felt um, the A-League would be a, would be a, a good um, platform for me and a, a good life experience also to come here. And um, I got in touch with um, Monty and Monty told me about the club, told me about um, the area, told me how, how, how of a tight-knit club it is and for me, it was it was a perfect fit for me, and um, really happy. So you just touched on it there. You were uh, in India with Mumbai City. So what what attracted you at first to the Indian Super League, and what was your favourite thing about playing over there? It was it was an unbelievable experience for me. The what made it was like the boys that we were with, the team. Um, we had a really close bonding experience, and. The because both of course we were in a bubble as well, so we were with each other twenty four seven. So um, it was like really, we really had to get along. Otherwise, if we didn't get along, then being with each other and stuff, and that will come across on the pitch. But we were able to get along well off the pitch, which helped us um, on the pitch. So um, we were able to win both the titles out there. You mentioned uh, Adam LaFondra had some part in uh, getting you to head uh, down under or at least giving you some info that uh, helped you decide. Um, so you've probably already walked us through that a little bit, but um, how are you feeling about catching up with Adam when uh, he's on the other side of the pitch, um, maybe as early as this week? Yeah, so um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be funny because I'm used to playing with him and then seeing him on the opposition, but... Um, I think both of us are quite competitive people. So um, as soon as we step on the pitch, um, we won't be so friendly. Uh, you also spent some time on loan in Cyprus at, uh, is it Paphos? Don't know a lot Paphos. about them. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, while you're on loan, I think from Italian club Benevento Calcio, you've uh, had an interesting series of different countries and clubs. And uh, has that path, just been sort of circumstances or have you sort of sought out to take a different route than you know um, some might take in terms of developing their career well um, I haven't planned planned this route at all and if you told me probably five years ago you'd be I'd be going on this on this route I, I wouldn't I wouldn't really believe you but um, I'm really open to to going to new places and um, experiencing new cultures and different football environments. So um, just staying in England, even from a young age, I was I was interested to go abroad, play with different players and, and try and um, improve my game as much as possible from different people. So you've been here for a couple of months now. What was it like having to go through quarantine and uh, how did you keep yourself busy for a couple of weeks? Oh, quarantine! Quarantine's an absolute nightmare. Uh, <laughs> being, being locked up in just one room and uh, having was the room a, nice at least? At least it was a good room, but okay. um, yeah, it's it's a bit of a nightmare. I just had my iPad, my PlayStation, try and try, but I got bored of that after a few days, and then. Get into the last three days, time was going so slow, but uh, was buzzing to get out, buzzing to get with the team and um, 
it's not bad when you're coming into a really nice environment. So we assume you've been, you live somewhere between probably Gosford and Terrigal. Have you had a, have you found like a favourite eatery yet? Have the boys been showing you around? Have you had any interaction with uh, local fans? Have you been recognised at all? Um, well, I'm living in Terrigal and um, it's, a, of course, as you guys know, it's a really nice spot to be living in and uh, living with uh, Dan Hall and Benny and Kololo. So, um, yeah, they're good boys. It's uh it's a fun house, so um, not much boredom like the quarantine. So how's the atmosphere so far in and around the team? There's been a few trial matches you've got under your belt and um, uh, how are you fitting in? Where do you play? And what do you think is the thing that uh, fans should look out for that you're going to bring into the side? Well, I think the whole team and um, I think we've got a really good team spirit going on and, um, I think everyone's everyone's gonna back each other on the pitch, and I think that's only going gonna go stronger as the as the season progresses. And um, I'm playing out wide usually, um, but I can also play in pockets in as as a sort of a ten role, where in more um, of a midfield role as well. But um, for me, I'm trying to use my experiences playing in different different countries and playing with different managers and and um, showcase what I can do where, where, where I'm good on the ball, where I can dribble with the ball, I can use both feet. Um, so hopefully I can show a bit of that on the pitch and really help the team. You've had the chance to see a little bit of the opposition uh, in, in the early stages so far of pre-season. What do you think the team um, here at the Mariners, what do you think we are capable of this season? I, th- I think um, it was really positive from our little friendly games, of course. I've been at teams where you can have a, a terrible start with friendly games and go on to really achieve good things. So it's like you don't want to get too ahead of yourself or you don't want to get too... Or you don't want to feel too down about yourselves because when it comes to the season, everything can change and one game can really lead you to on a roll of, of, of wins and that could really change the shape of where you end up. But um, I think the way the way we've gone into the games, um, I think has been really positive. We look like a, a good unit together and um, I think this season and there's a lot of good attacking players so hopefully we'll be creating a lot of opportunities and and scoring a lot of goals absolutely we have had now a couple of uh couple of questions that have been submitted by uh by fans of the coast football ramble podcast firstly robbie zaff on instagram geez he loves uh he's a big fan of the show he asks uh suspenders or no suspenders with an outfit and why uh so we had a we had a we had a dinner the other day and uh (laughs) I went, I went shopping with uh, RT and um, he was like, oh, I'm going to wear suspenders. So I thought I might as well get a pair as well. Um, so, yes, definitely suspenders. Suspenders, <laughs> keep your trousers up and you don't need to wear a belt. Ah, fair play. Yep, yep. Bring them back. Bring them back. Um, Noah Smith, uh, another big fan of the show there. He asks, Sai, how are you so bad at pro clubs and why is Noah the best? No, no, it's just um, no, it's just a little bit salty because when he <laughs> plays pro clubs, he doesn't actually do anything, and he's he's meant to be the striker in pro clubs, 
and I'm playing I'm playing out wide and getting getting more goals and assists than him. So he's he's a little bit salty. He he's he's only there to be the club cheerleader on pro clubs. <laughs> good talk, good talk. Good I like yeah, it. This yeah, this is great chat. Yeah, excellent, Fans. excellent. Um, we've got one more come through on Instagram there as well. This one is from a very good friend of the show in uh, in Dan Hall. Um, Dan asks, when will he buy himself a car so that Dan Hall no longer has to be his Uber driver? Well, um, that, Dan, Dan is currently the Uber driver and uh, <laughs> I, I pay him in um, cooking him food every night. So if he doesn't want, doesn't want to eat food <laughs> with my cooking, then um, he can stop taking me. <laughs> Oof, that's well played. That is well played. That's, that's, a, that's a fair trade for me. Yeah, and on the basis one cooks, of that, one drives. Yeah, on the basis of that, if you need a lift anywhere, then uh, yeah, just let me know. Yeah, let us know. Uh, yep. yeah, I'm, I'm up for a good feed. <laughs> what's your uh, What's your go to dish? What's your specialty? I think um, living with Benny and Dan. Benny loves pasta. Uh, Dan loves. Uh, Dan's always asking me for rice. So. Um, with Dan, it would be like a chili con carne and, and Bernie, just any any pasta, chicken dish, he's all over. That sounds like a solid diet to me, so if you ever need a lift, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. good to go. Have you seen our um, stadium yet, Si? I haven't. I've drove past it a lot of times, but I haven't actually been inside, so I'm looking forward to actually being inside the stadium and, and being on the pitch. Well, that'll be an adventure. And so what are your first impressions um, of Stadium by the Sea, three-sided, looking over the beautiful um, Brisbane waters? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, especially when it starts heating up. We, we get this good little breeze coming in, I've been told. So um, I think it's a perfect, perfect setting to, for, for, to play football in. And um, I'm really looking forward to the start of the season and stepping up onto the pitch, and uh, yeah, I can't wait. We are absolutely raring to go. Looking forward to seeing you out there uh, at Central Coast Stadium. But first, Mudgee, of course, uh, in just under two weeks or just over a week's time now, hopefully we'll see you um, out there and uh, come home with uh, progression to the next round of the Cup. But um, that's uh, absolutely brilliant. Thanks again for taking the time to join us this afternoon on the Coast Football Ramble site. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. Cheers. Thank you, guys. Thanks, sir. Thanks, Ian. Thanks welcome, Sian. mate. Yeah, welcome. All the best, mate. Yeah. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. Look at this. Look at this. Look at it. 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 It is, of course, that time of the week where we answer your questions. And thank you, as always, once again, for all your submissions across social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the ccmfans.net forum. Uh, kicking things off this week with no Dave Bloom, would you rather? Very disappointed that he hasn't sent one through this weekend. Uh, he might have copped a Facebook ban after the last one, though, so unsurprising. <laughs> Fair to. That's fair. <laughs> uh, but, of course, Cameron Murray writes in this week. G'day, Cameron. Hope you're well. Um Cameron asks, how does the A-League or Paramount get into pubs and clubs? I can't imagine the leagues or Mingara are willing to sign up to another platform just for the A-League. Um, they have enough trouble changing the channel to Fox, let alone to another platform. Very, I that exact same thing. Yeah, very good point. Very unlikely. Well, let, let's run through them. They've, they have to have Optus, Optus for the Premier League. Uh, stand for the Champions League. So they don't have Optus. There's nowhere on the coast that actually has Optus Sport. Well, there you go. So they're not even signing up to that. Hmm. Um, stand for the Champions League. Uh, what else do people watch? Really, those two. 
but then for for here, then they then they need to sign up to another one. I mean, I I can't see it happening. I, I it, haven't it I haven't seen anything about any sort of a deal with you know pubs and clubs that want to sign up to it. I know there was a rumor, correct me if I'm wrong, if you guys have sort of heard otherwise, but there was an Optus Premier League thing and Optus were trying to charge pubs and clubs like through the roof to get it the was Premier extor- League on. Yeah. It was like 16 grand a year. Yeah, which may explain why there's no clubs what? on the coast that don't have it. So mm, I think the closest um, club that we've got is uh, down in Dural. <laughs> Dural RSL or something like that, yeah. Amazing. Um, <laughs> let's go to Dural for the weekend, eh? Watch, watch the Premier League. Um but I mean, yeah, it might happen, but it's not going to very not going to be a very common thing. And yeah, he's right about every time you walk into the Legsy or Mingara or somewhere and ask to put the A League on, they look at you like you got eight heads. They could barely, they could barely put it on five oh five, like literally mm. Fox. Yeah. They, they're not going to put it on Paramount. It was always so annoying at the club trying to get five oh five on. It was almost like they didn't know what you're talking about, which is just ridiculous when the stadium's literally right next door. So. Yeah, so look, I'm yeah. I'm more than more than happy that it's on Channel Ten. I think maybe you know I think it's a great deal, but it, it does come with more challenges. And I, I think the only upside is that it is on free to air that one Saturday yeah. night game, so that hopefully the bigger games will be on at the pub on a Saturday night. But yeah. I don't I don't think you'll walk in on a sort of like a Sunday afternoon and be able to watch the three o'clock kickoff overly mm. easily. Mm. But clearly there is a solution for Coasties, so never fear, Coasties. There are two solutions. One solution is that uh, for a minimal amount, these places could get a TV that one of us could just screen share from our phone so that we can actually watch these things. So there's there's a yep. solution. But I also believe that um, Hawkesbury Brewing Company are going to have a very massive television within walking distance of my house where there is beer, massive TV, <laughs> away day Mariners games. Uh, so... Lizero peeps, there we go. I think mm-hmm. that's, that's the um, the scoop. Yeah, keep an eye out for that one there. Of course, the Tap House at Hawkesbury Brewing Co. Uh, expected to open around February or January or February next year. So be a couple of months into the season by that point in time. But uh, it's sounding it's sounding super exciting. They're going to have live music there and they are big supporters of the club as well. So I have no doubt they'll be uh, very much on board the Paramount train. Stephen Bolger uh, asks this week, the squad is looking good. However, we do seem a little light on with uh, regards to experience in the holding midfielder role. We have Ollie and Niz there, but uh, Stephen thinks that we need another experienced holding midfielder. Thoughts? Um, is that you, Paolo? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Paolo. Sorry, Stephen. Just, uh, yeah, couldn't, couldn't help myself there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he probably has a, probably has a decent point. I think, you know, Niz and Boz are probably our only two two real holding midfielders now that we've lost Gianni. Mm. Mola to a you know mm. I don't know, I don't know, to a to a very lesser extent. Um Maxi Ballard. Yeah, Maxi Ballard, but I, I I yeah. Does he have the experience or the depth, which I, I think is what Stephen's probably getting at. And I, I think yeah. I I would yeah, okay, I agree. Okay. I, I think um, I think you're going to see, have a bit of a breakout or see a bit of a breakout season from from Maxi this year because he's going to need to rotate that role. Obviously, I think he's Monty's probably planning on coming into the season maybe a little bit light on um, in terms of experiencing that role, and I'm fine with that because I've seen what Maxi Ballard can do, and I have absolute every confidence that he will slot in there pretty seamlessly. Um, and then you have got Harry Steele who's coming through as well that plays there. Yeah, the game that 
Maxi played last season wasn't a fair reflection of, no, yeah. or the second one he played wasn't a fair reflection that of what he can do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but he came on. I think he because he came on for like the was it for the second forty five against Melbourne City at home, at and, home. Had, yep. and had, had an absolute blinder. Yeah, yep, um, yeah. But the game he started down in Melbourne was a rough night. But yeah, young, inexperienced, um, and you know now with that less experience and less depth in that position, he'll probably get more chances this season to grow, hopefully. So we know what he's, you know, we know what he can do. So Have we got more depth than we think there, though? Because, you know, Lewis Miller to the central defence, Dan Hall to the central defence, uh, RT, Socceroos holding midfielder. Um, mm. You know, we're, we're not without options there, really. Yeah, RT is another good option there, actually, yeah. So, yeah, I think, you know... Perhaps it's it is a bit that we we could do with some more depth there, but I don't know that it is um, an emergency, and it is probably just that we're used to having um, at least eight or nine defensive midfielders. Thanks again, Paolo. <laughs> so um, yeah, we feel like we need some more. So, but maybe we don't. We'll see. Oh, let's go and sign 15 defensive midfielders and one absolutely garbage Spanish striker who leaves after two <laughs> rounds. Um, I, think, I think Paolo's sexy uh, now. <laughs> you're about to get a barrage of messages. Cheers, Paolo's crying. Uh, <laughs> uh, ben Jones. Um, ben Jones asks, are we likely to get in any more players? We still look a little bit light at the back end again in, uh, in central midfield. How many spots do we have left in the squad now? One? Or two. Uh, we've got, now that we signed Jacob on a full, um, I think we've on got a full three, contract. three or four actually. Okay, yeah. So I mean, I mean, it's it's this is this tends to happen every season, doesn't it? We <laughs> go into the season with not the full squad because we're poor. Uh, <laughs> we don't want to spend the money, uh, and yeah, I think we always tend to do this, and then we get to January and see how things go, and then if by you know if the magic fairy comes or the Russians. They get two mentions in one episode. Um, if they <laughs> if they happen to rock up and some more money is found somewhere for whatever reason, um, we can fill those spots. But yeah, we're we're. I would have to double check now. Um, We've got nineteen in the team. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. Yeah, Pretty I don't know. Light. May maybe a little bit light on for me right that now. That doesn't that doesn't include scholarship players though. That, so that doesn't include your Maxi Ballards. That doesn't include um, yeah, correct on scholarship. Uh, yeah, um, it, uh, I'm just looking at the Mariners website. Kenneth, I think, is on a scholarship. Um, and I thought we we're only going to sign 18 full pros, so we're already ahead of that. That was that was the original plan. Yes, yeah, have 18 full pros, and then sort of round that out with another five, six, seven sort of scholarship players. Um, we yeah. have had two scholarship players leave in Jordan Smiley and Matty Cahill. Um, so it remains to be seen who will be replacing them in terms of scholarships. But I think at the back, I don't think we're too light on. I think, yeah, probably the only slight, slight, slight concern would be that holding midfielder role. But again, I'm confident in Maxi Ballard and Harrison Steele to step up. Monty at- can always slip the boots back on if we need it. <laughs> as long as he's well, not on corners. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> Some of them are still hanging in the air. <laughs> Sorry, Monty. <laughs> but yeah, you look across the back. You got uh, you got Lewis Miller and Storm Rue competing for the right back role. You got uh, RT Rolsey and Dan Hall um, all across uh, the, the the center of the back there, and Lewis Miller who can slot in there as well. And then you got Noah Smith and uh, Matt Hatch and Jacob Farrell all competing for left back. So I'm pretty comfortable with that. Mm. 
Glenn Dwyer, um, Glenn asks, has a pregame venue been decided for Mudgee Away? Um, nothing locked in firmly, but we are eyeing off the Woolpack Hotel um, in terms of pregame venue. I think there's a few Mariners fans actually staying at the Woolpack as well. Um, and it's not too far from the, from the stadium itself. We are sort of half-heartedly hashing out maybe a little mini pub crawl down, oh. the, uh, down the street of Mudgee. Yep, so uh, Kelly's Irish Bar, the Lawson Park Hotel, uh, onto the wall pack and then onto the stadium there. So I think that's the uh, that's the loose plan at this point in time. We'll try and get maybe something uh, up on the socials if you guys want to join us there. Glad there's no bars. Glad there's no bars at the Parkview Hotel who cancelled my reservation after I made it. Um, <laughs> otherwise, we wouldn't be going there anyway. Did glad they? To, glad to hear you guys are not um, including them. Is this Paolo's <laughs> fault as well, Moz? No, no. <laughs> uh, he rang the hotel. It did sound like Paolo calling. No. Um, but, um, but no, yes, disappointingly, that's what happened. So, um, uh, yes, otherwise I would have been on the cans, as you say, said. So we've got, uh, we've got a couple of questions here, one from Liam Kavanagh and one from William Brown that sort of tie in together. Liam asks, uh, what do you guys think is our genuine first choice 11? Um, William Brown asks, who is your go-to strike duo? Is it, uh, Urenya and Moresh? Is it Moresh and Simo or is it Simo and Urenya? Um, have you guys had a bit of a thought about what your first choice 11 w- would be? Um, Beerus, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Jacob Farrell, screw it, left back, um, Ruan and Kai in center back, uh, Lewis Miller right back, Boz and Niz in the midfield, Sai on the right, uh, or the left. I'm not sure where he's been sort of training. Either or. Um, uh, Enkololo on the left. Um, how many is that? <laughs> so you just got your, your top two to go. Uh, if you're playing with two strikers, I'm assuming you're playing a 4-4-2, are you? Yeah, maybe. I don't, I, this is this is the part that I'm kind of stuck with. I don't know. You know, do we do we start Muller as sort of a mm. number, sort of as sort of like a number 10 false 90 type thing and then have Urenia at top? I don't know. Matty Simon and... Urania play very well together. Um, is Matty Simon going to have as much of a uh, one, as much of an impact, or two? Are we going to, you know, is he in the plans to be starting or is Moresh? Um, that front third needs a bit more thought, which maybe we can do next week. I'm going to say, though, that um, the unless something has you know, really been shown in these trial matches that we should start with Maddie and Arenia at mm-hmm. the front because we did well with that. And uh, we haven't seen Maddie backing off in any sense of the word um, or words. So, yeah, that's what I reckon will happen unless uh, one of them has really shown something. And it's probably not going to be Maresh given that he arrived five minutes ago. Um, yeah, look so, great. Yeah. Yep, I agree. I agree with uh, the the first nine in your lineup there, Luke, and also agree with Moz, Simo, and Urania to uh, to start things off uh, for me. But hopefully, we'll get a chance to see a, a bit of um, a bit of what Muller can do, uh, maybe at Mudgy next week, and maybe even a little bit of Moresh magic. Uh, we'll I was, was going to say, I think the team at Mudgy is probably going to be a good indication of what we're going to go with to start the season. And it's a solid pairing with Arenia and Simon to start and to be able to introduce those guys into that. Uh, we There are options as to where they could be introduced. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing how that plays out. Mm, that also ties in nicely to uh, to Andrew Kelso's question. Uh, he asks, or oh, pleads with us not to attack him, uh, firstly, but he asks if uh, we think Simo will uh, will start off on the bench there. Um, I think he'll, he'll probably start the season, but 
might uh, take a, a bit of a lesser role than what he did last year. Maybe over time, the toe cutters are on their way over to your place, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan Scarborough, I like this question, actually. Who would be another Mariner abroad or elsewhere that you'd like to bring home? The Bazanic effect has been absolutely amazing. Would it work also for the likes of Sainsbury, Ryan, Rogic, or Duke? Not Duke. Um, <laughs> and it's not, not, necessarily, for, not necessarily for any footballing reasons either. It's for other reasons, but let's not get into that. Um, uh, oh, it's tough. Rogic, when he's on form. Yeah, he's a bit of a luxury, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Give, me, give me 60, 65 minutes of top form Tommy Rogic, uh, and I'm very happy. Come on. I've got a succinct answer for that. Yes, yes, yes. And how dare you? What about a meanie? Yes. Yeah, if his, um, if his body's up to it. He did a pretty major surgery, um, was it the start of last year, and then found himself moving over to Cyprus. I don't know how he's tracking over there. Um, to be perfectly honest, I haven't really kept too much of an eye on him. I was maybe half hoping he might have come back here, but I'm, I'm not sure if we were ever really in for him. No, I, don't yeah, think I, so. I remember he was linked to the Wanderers, but that didn't happen. So. He was chasing big coin, big coin. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why, uh, yeah, why some of his deals fell over. He failed his medic- medical in Turkey, apparently. And um, yeah, should, should have stayed at AGF where he was, I, I thought. He was doing really well there and he was well loved, but... Yeah, no, I'd um out of, out of those out of those four, I'd probably take uh take Sainsbury back, I think. Yeah, I was gonna say Sainz for sure. Still in his prime as well, so mm. a lot of experience now. So definitely, definitely Trent. Scotty McGee, who do you guys think will be our standout player this season? Um, also, he's uh, he's got the inside scoop to Scotty, he's in the know. Um, he's hearing the word that Sai is really impressing so far this preseason. We should get Scotty in the group chat. Get him in ITK. ITK group um, chat. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, hopefully. Good news uh, on Cy. I, I, I think he'll be pretty tough to handle from the highlights and that that we've sort of seen. Um, so, yeah, hopefully that's what's happening in preseason. Who do I think will stand out? Oh, it's a tough one off the top of my head. I'm just going to go Niz again just because I, like, I can't believe how good of a like how good of a season he had last season when he was playing in that wide position than when he was asked to go back into the DM role, how well he transitioned. I, I think we'll we'll see another step up of um, his, this season as well. Oh, for me, I think it's hard to go past Urania, who's now had a full preseason here, showed very good glimpses last season when he came here, and I think he's in for a big one. You know he scored at a World Cup too. <laughs> And also, be- also wants to go back to a World Cup. Yeah, yeah. exactly. exactly. Yeah. And that's why I'm with Josh. The tick to what Josh said that um, Marco is in his second year. We know what happens often with players in their second year. He seemed to gather momentum last year, and at the end of the season, he was he was red hot, um, as far as I was concerned, and was only on the improve. So I reckon that will be more of the same this season with that full preseason that you said, Josh. And yeah, looking forward to it. To be honest. Urenia goes bang. Um, yeah, I like it. Need a 15-goal season striker. So he could, could, can he fit the bill? I think he can. Don't say why not. Although he might have to fight it out with Maresh, Simon, Muller, Dan Hall. Across to the ccmfans.net forum. Forum Phoenix asks, when do we get the pitchforks out and march on council? Last week. <laughs> 
I just want to say thanks to Forum Phoenix for support there because uh, he saved me a bit of ranting because he's, you know, started there. I've put my pitchfork back in the cupboard, at least temporarily, and uh, put the torch out. But I haven't, you know, put water on the torch. Um, the torch is ready to fire up again because... Be careful because uh, you'll have to pay for that water when they put the rates up. So <laughs> I probably already have paid for it in advance. But, um, but it'll, yeah, they have at least moved things around so that they're not embarrassed by us not being able to play there soon. So mm. um, let's hope that things settle down and are sorted out and that they make a decent decision with the ongoing decisions matters. Tender. yep. Very good. I thought I'd just stay silent for a little bit there, as I know how uh, how you do enjoy a bit of a rant there. But uh, <laughs> well done, Moz. You've well restrained yourself very well. Very good. I thought I was. Yeah. Well, I I got support this time, so no need for a rant. And um, <laughs> yeah, thanks, Forum Phoenix, again. Appreciate that. And uh, finally, Robbie Mariner asks, uh, which players are associated with our junior clubs as ambassadors for the upcoming season? Um, that one I picked up just before we started recording this afternoon. I did send a message off in, in hopes of maybe getting an answer. Um, haven't got one yet, but we might have an answer for you next week on that one there, Robbie. So we'll uh, uh, excuse the corporate speak. We'll put a pin in that and circle back. <laughs> <laughs> Clicheville. Oh, no. <laughs> I hate myself. Oh, no. <laughs> Well played, sir. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Well, that's, uh, that seems about as good a note to leave things on this week. A uh, bit, uh, bit of a short, sharp and, uh, and sweet one for you this week, but we will be back early next week uh, as we get to finally catch up face-to-face for in person. IRL pod. Yes, in person once again. Unless uh, your we... future tests are positive, Pete. Yeah, that's right. I'm sure it'll come back all sweet. Ah, that's it's, all right. Uh... Let's, just, let's just do it. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> We're all vaxxed. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Well, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure once again, gents. Thank you all so much for all of you who have tuned in for this week's episode of the Coast Football Ramble. We'll see you once again next week as we count down to Mudgy away, uh, or Blacktown away and Mudgy. Uh, but until then, it's uh, love ya. See ya. Bye. Hello and well, fucking Kermit the Frog in me throat. <laughs> <coughs> hello, 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 hello. The Get arsonist out. has oddly shaped feet. Don't ask me. How now, brown cow? <clears throat> yeah, right. I'm leaving it at that because otherwise I'm quoted and unmercilessly. Um, <laughs> I'd never do that to you. Never. No, no, no. But I also noted that I have um, full clothing on today.